0: What's up, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Knoll Game Day. I am here to talk a little bit of football recap of the two public practices Florida State football went through uh, earlier this week. I'm happy to be accompanied by James Coleman, the former Knoll fullback from 2002 and 2005. He is the owner and performance expert at Boost Sports Performance. Um, he's also the co-host of Sports Then Live and he's also a writer at Gridiron Now. How you doing, James? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm just one
1: of them happy to be here, guys, man. How
0: you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. Trying to get all my schoolwork done before Monday. Uh, A busy week for FSU sports, as you know. Basketball got crazy. Um, And then, of course, spring practice, love. Everybody was there. Um, That's where I saw you, and we thought about, hey, let's hop on here and recap some of it, because it was definitely entertaining. I felt like I was... Like something I need to pay to go into that because it was a lot, a lot of fun to view. Um, and I think a lot of the fans got to see their first glimpse at a really hungry team um, going forward further into spring. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I man, I felt like I was at the club. I mean, it was club <laughs> practice. Um, just the energy, just seeing everybody run around. Uh, I got a chance to first witness it on Tuesday when I went in for pro day. And um, just the vibe of the players, um, hungry. Um, I'm gonna lie. Um, when I played going into spring practice, um, you're like, hey, let's just get spring practice over with. Let's um, get through this." And you know, there were some position battles. There were some things that went on, but not the vibe that I got when I saw these young men. These young men were like, like excited. It was almost like the first the day the night before Christmas. And you saw the coaches go on Twitter. You saw them talk about those different things. But, you know, I thought it was all BS and just, you know, Mm -hmm. propaganda, essentially. I mean, come on, man. Like, who the hell is excited about practice? I mean, fake practice. But Mm -hmm. I got there about 8.30. um, And, you know, there's some perks (laughs) that I get from being a former (laughs) player that I was made sure I was aware of (laughs) um, to not talk about it as a media member, which I thought was cool. But you go into the indoor practice facility, those guys are doing warm-ups. And, I mean, the first thing I, when I walked up, I mean, I, li- I was hearing Pipe It Up, by Migos, and I'm like, oh, wow, he really is going to bump Migos at practice. And, <laughs> and I'm not talking about, I mean, I think they got the clean versions when they had it for the public. But, I mean, I, it was it was full go. It was words thrown around <laughs> that um, definitely um, the the team chaplain probably wouldn't approve of. But it was good. I mean, just the energy, um what the, the, the whole pace of practice from the from flex to period 26 was just on the hop, let's move really, really fast. Um, and you saw the coaches moving around from drill to drill too, which I thought was really cool. A lot of times you see coaches um, be a little lazy, but, you know, it's kind of hard to not um, want to go out and do, mimic that when you see your coaches are in your face. And it's not yelling from a perspective of your traditional, I'm going to cut you out. Because you messed up, and I'm gonna yell just to yell, but it was intense. Is the I'm, I don't really remember hearing cursing,
0: Mm-mm. which
1: was odd, but it was the intensity was enough to know that like you you knew what they meant without the exclamation points. I call curse words exclamation points, but you did you knew exactly you knew exactly what Coach um, Coach Greg meant. You knew exactly what Coach Barnett meant when he said it, and. And it was cool, but I mean, just the energy. Like I said, the energy the players had was really great. The first impression I really had was like, "Yo, Willie Tiger is really small." I did not know. Nah. Coach Tag- I did not know Coach Tiger was that tiny, but at the same time, the man has a big presence. So that was cool.
0: like a CEO out there, you know. what I'm saying, walking, yep. you know, different drills going on, watching over, um, giving some uh, You know, some tidbits to some of the players, walking them through drills. You know, so far I think he's a great CEO and on the field and outside of it. He's doing a good job with relationships outside of it.
1: Reminded Uh, me really Um, mm Bowden-esque. I don't know what young Coach Bowden was because Coach Bowden was old when I was born. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) from what I remember, Coach Bowden was very much so focused on the offense. He let the offensive coaches do their thing. And but the defense was like a whole other world. I and mean, yes, Tagger kind of bounced around, but I think he's not a control freak, and that's really what I what I what I believe is going to be the difference in this FSU team and then the Jimbo Fisher coach teams. Not saying which one's right, not saying which one's wrong. Um, where the results will play themselves out in the fall. Um, as I tell fans, I mean if you go back and look at my Gridiron Now articles, you can see. The ebbs and flows of the different things. I'm very much so pro taggered right now, but I am going to reflect what's on the field and what I see from a player's perspective, from a fan's perspective, and from a media's perspective.
0: Um, the media's job is to
1: cover, is the cover, is, is to cover what the team does. The team's job is to win games, and the fan's job is to react.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: everybody has everybody has a role. But Jimbo was Jimbo was a control freak. Jimbo wanted to control every aspect of the game and practice. And a lot of times it seemed like it was really more so controlled upon developing the quarterback, which you can get better, but if it's only about the quarterback and it's not about everybody, then you struggle. Right now what it's seeming like is every coach coaches their position, and these guys are, you know, it's about getting the team a holistic approach. So if the DBs are doing what they're doing and they're in the right coverage to stop that, then you're going to see guys get better, and you're going to see guys not get discouraged. And, you you know, you saw the guys on Twitter, man. Mm-hmm. Football's fun again. Football's fun again is literally the theme that I saw over and over and over again on Twitter. And that's – and I get it. I'm going to probably be one of the few guys – I've said my piece on, on Jimbo. I said my piece when Jimbo was here. I think a lot of guys are taking a coward's way out now by finally talking about Jimbo when he's thousands of miles away. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just different. And, again, it's time to kind of usher in this era with Taggart. And these guys are personalities, man. Like Coach Barnett is a personality. The offensive line coach, Coach Greg, is a personality. Pimp, Coach Pimp is a personality. Coach Pimp is funny, man. Mm -hmm. Um, Coach Mm -hmm. Pimp got to watch out on Instagram, though. Got to stop double tapping. (laughs) I know them people. I know some of those girls you double tapping. I went to college with, man. Be careful, (laughs) Coach Pimp. Don't double tap. (laughs)
0: That's hilarious. (laughs) That that was funny because – I don't know. You stayed for the whole first practice, right? I saw. Well, I, I saw you at the end of the first practice, but you saw yeah. Coach Frey and Coach Pimp running with their players, right. uh, running uh, down and backs, running their sprints afterwards, which I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, Coach Frey, that's a big man. Um, the second right. practice, he was running even more. They were doing down back down backs, and he was still running. It's just something. The whole. It's like a. They're. They're definitely enforcing and. Not even having to enforce, but it's just bringing in and having the players react to a family feel that was much needed that had left at the end of the season last year, and even at the middle of the season. I mean, it just and it starts from the coach, and that just spreaded the disease during the end of the season. We saw the whole enthusiasm drop toward you know, it's players wearing the Florida State logo. I mean, a lot of Formanoles got mad last year because they're used to hard hitting, trash talking. Not putting their heads down on the sideline, and a lot of the players told us. I talked to Nick Moody. We had him on the podcast early this season, and he was getting just tired of just watching them put their heads down and just almost feeling bad for their for themselves. Not, and they're not holding their they weren't holding their teammates accountable last season much at all. And that's what you're used to seeing. You were like Telvin Smith. That was one of the things that he was known for. You know. Getting on to his teammate if it was a screw up, and I heard that even he would get on to walk ons if they were screwing up. So it's just all about holding each other accountable, and that's something that I think you'll see change because as a family, you feel more comfortable to get on to your sibling, and I, I, I think, I think that'll change. And that was that's my number one thing I think that needed to be changed and worked on going into spring. And you can definitely tell they're definitely hyping each other up, which is awesome. I mean. We got DJ Matthews breaking ankles and the whole yeah. squad is running down the end zone to celebrate and just surfing on the ground and sliding and it's like a whole new energy and I think it's good for some of the fans that got to see it, you know, to like start buying in a little bit. Like if you were feeling a little cautious about Taggart, which I don't know, there's a very few, but I think after coming to these practices a lot of people are like they're just ready to go to this spring game. I mean, they're gonna invite their friends, family. Um, and it'll definitely be the most, like, the attendance-wise, it will be gigantic compared to the last few seasons. Well, I
1: think starting from start, he's inviting, um, inviting people in, and it that's dangerous, um, or it's genius. Um, um, he's allowing the fans to get to know who he is. This team is allowing the fans to get to know them from a from a personality perspective, on the field. So. What, te- what tends to happen is that permeates into what happens, what you, how you see them on Instagram, how you see them in real life. So um, Coach Tag opening up practices. When you open up a practice, you literally are letting people see the good,
0: the bad,
1: and the ugly. It could have backfired, but the fans loved it. He opened up two more. Um, there will be some closed practices, but each practice that he opens up, he gives an opportunity for people to critique. Every little bit, every little thing. But what I saw was organization. Like, no first pra- Like, the first practice on a collegiate level for a freshman is difficult because all you hear is the horn and you're really just going with the flow and doing that. I can only imagine right now with a new coach, think about it like this everybody's a freshman. Nobody mm-hmm. really knows. I mean, they got a little bit of it a- with the chase, but right now the guys don't know the organ. They've never been in this organizational structure. So to see things go as smoothly and swiftly as possible. But the bigger thing is now with fans being able to come in, you get to, you get to see Trey McKinney. You get to see what he's like. You get to see cam makers. You get to see what, um, uh, uh and does. You get mm-hmm. to see, um, the wire, um, Terry, you get to see Keith Gavin. You get to see Stanford Sanders. You get to see what some of these guys look at. And man, if you could bring your kid, it is now the kid starts to re fall in love with Florida State football. What happened was, and I'm gonna tell you the truth fans got fans fell in love with winning, but they did not fall in love with Florida State football. When Bowden was there, the brand was Florida State football win, lose, or draw. You still love Florida State, and you played for that. See what I see with that energy, these guys playing for the spirit. That spear been there for a long time, brother. Like that mm-hmm. spear gonna be there a long time after these guys are done. And a lot of these guys, this is the apex. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to, like somebody told me this, and I, I had to think about it. Coach Bowden lied to me. He said I was a top five fullback, and I accept that. But it's some mm-hmm. damn good fullbacks that came to Florida State. Yeah. You know how hard it is to be the top five at any position at Florida State, any position. You're talking about all pros, college all, the collegiate all Americans. The number one player in my position was drafted in the first round as a fullback. William Floyd, bar none, in a spread offense. Like, that's damn good, bro. Like, you've got to be a badass for that. So, But that energy that they have, that's the energy that, 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 that can set off and create a new type of dynasty for your generation. I don't know all that. I mean, I feel old. I feel old. When I saw them boys dancing, I ain't going to lie, at the, at the drink break, me and Travis Johnson and Odell look at each other and be like, if they dancing like that, they ain't working hard enough. But I saw the practice with my own eyes. I saw hard work. I saw flying around. That's just what y'all do, and that's cool. If they keep doing that, that's gonna that's that's gonna make fans want to come to games. I want them to do that. You know what? When I got when I started really watching football, I grew up on the Miami Dynasty teams. I grew well, they didn't call it. It should be a dynasty. Those those guys are great names. I grew up on FSU. I grew up with backflips in the end zone. Hey, like, you know what? Jimbo, I, My bad. I know I said I would love Jimbo, this shit up. Listen, <laughs> when we were stomping on Seminole heads, FSU was winning games. I want that back. Maybe maybe he won't let him stop, stop on Seminole heads. But I want him celebrate. Get the 15-yard penalty and bump all that stuff. It's not about – it's my job to be my son's role model. I, You know, if I want them – I want my son to be a no – I want them playing in a game with that same energy they had at practice. Practice success. Celebrate success. Celebrate it foolishly because you know what that's going to do? That's going to make those recruits want to come and make short the touchdown so they can do that. I mean, their reason. But as long as you're celebrating with your teammates, man, that's love, bro. And play fast. It's either going to make people want to do two things. They're going to want to knock you out. And if you try to knock somebody out in this spread office that Dewey Taggart's running, you're going to find yourself foolish. One thing about DJ with them feet, DJ's feet will put you, like, will put you your ACLs on a stretcher. Um, and you, you try to kill him, and I want him celebrating. I want him jawing. I want him talking trash. That's what Florida, the state of Florida football is about. This They've sanitized this thing. And that's part of the reason why Alabama's doing good. Now, it's a different brand of football what Saban does, but even Saban's adapted.
0: You have to down.
1: So, Tagger got that. again, my bad. Getting back to practice. Energy. Energy, 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 energy. That's all you really saw. And I'm not big on practice. Like, practice, you know, we're talking about practice. We're not talking about the game. But if them boys are having success in practice, those boys are having high energy in practice, it should translate onto the field. And in the beginning of the season, when we played Virginia Tech at Doak S. Campbell Stadium, if them boys score a touchdown, if, if, if DJ or, or Terry or – Forget that. With those wide splits in the running game, I saw a play. Oh, man, let me tell you about this, how this system works, the big-on-big big blocking system. I, I can talk about that. I can't really talk about the passing game. I can talk about the running game all day. Big-on-big big system, if you blow up a guard like our line gets tough, And with a guy like Akers, if he's going to the left and he sees daylight to the right, house call. Him one-on-one with if, because if somebody breaks a 60-yard touchdown what i want to see i want to see these guys hold on, can you
0: uh, hear yeah, yeah i right. think i think it, I think it okay. broke up whenever you're about to uh talk about the play you saw
1: okay but bad bottom line is all right so with those wide gaps with the big on big running scheme you um if you if a, if a lineman gets blown up or he you get some penetration all it does is create gap with a running back that has great vision, like a Cam Akers, like a layburn. Patrick got a lot better toward the end of the season. I think in my article when I was bashing him, and I, and I think that got him. out. He must have read because Jimbo read a lot of my other bad articles. Maybe he read that one too. But bottom line is, if you can find that hole, in it's daylight, you have you have a. a bottom line is, I want to see that big play, and I want to see those guys celebrate.
0: Mm-hmm. Then that's
1: going to make Virginia Tech mad but we can put people on notice. And then I want to see Stanford Samuels, little Boosie Jr. His daddy's name is Boosie when we mm-hmm. play. I want to see that kid who was is three, four years old doing flex and doing warm-ups when I was, back in 2002 when I was there. I want to see that kid jam up somebody like I saw him do, Keith um, Gavin. And I want him to drop him on his neck.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: you know what that does? That's going to make that defense fired up. And then what happens is, Get a lot of smack talking, and you get it's nothing wrong with being a bully on the football field as long as you can back it up. And that's what I think the Jimbo wanted it to be. And it's not a bad thing, it was the control, it was the saving mindset. Take the attention off of everybody else and put it on me. But nah, 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 nah. forget all of that. Give everybody equal opportunity to get that attention and require them to do their jobs, which I believe that's what he's going to be able to do. But again, it's practice. We ain't got nothing else to be excited about. And I'm going to tell you this. I hope Florida fans listen to this. And FSU fans, don't you let Florida fans disrespect us. They ain't been relevant since Jesus' nephew left to send If they can't, they couldn't beat Jimbo with Jimbo with one foot out the door. So what makes them have the right? The only person who can talk a little bit of trash, and I'm talking about a little bit, is University of Miami fans, and that's only because you beat us with Jimbo with one foot out the door and possibly one of the worst cornerbacks to ever play at Florida State Um, to allow that man to make a catch and not make that tackle and score a touchdown. But that guy's not here no more. I'm telling you, you only won three games in the last damn near 12 years. You have nothing to be proud about. You've had a ton of different coaches come in. Again, I'm I'm hyped up about Taggart. I can't wait to go to another practice. I can't wait to bring my son out to that practice because that's just, again, the energy level that I've seen, the execution at this point in the game for what they've been able to do. Is also very very well, and
0: I think I yeah, think I, we're I, gonna put you in. I think I think you said you you I said after crazy. practice you got two snaps right before your hammy blows. Two,
1: two snaps, man. Two snaps. <laughs> now, if I got a jog, if I got a jog across the field, that's one. That, that's one play. But I can give him I mean, I can give him one. And I told um I told uh Trey Hackett, um not a coach but off field, and we were talking about this stuff, and he was like, yeah, they they got rid of your position group. I said, man, I was so good out of play. <laughs> you thought you would have got rid of the that position you would have figured out how to give me the ball. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. So, like, even just that, the invite, the, Trey Hackett talking to me as a former player, letting knowing what I do and welcoming, welcoming me to say, hey, I want you to be successful. Mm-hmm. Travis Johnson was there. Travis Johnson getting so excited that he wants to coach. Um, I can't imagine, like, him saying, putting out an APB, I want all the former players. Kez McCorby was out there. Um, Seminole legend. He, like, we could go in there in between in, in, in the huddles and, and we could talk to the guys, tra- chat it up with the guys. That's needed. We need the tradition. He's, he's not shunning away from the tradition. And I think, again, if it's successful on the field, and we don't know, we won't know until we play Virginia Tech. And really, I won't even judge him against that. If, we're going to win, but I won't judge him against that if we lose. If this is a... At minimum, non-win team, and it's energetic. You know, every game is competitive. We don't have no Boston College-type games. We're just literally on the field doing our thing. If every game is energetic and we're winning, he's welcoming the old heads back. If they're giving wisdom, um, showing these guys how to be a knoll, it becomes a fraternity that happens to play football. And one thing that people have fraternity who are in fraternities, they understand that, you have to keep the traditions and you have to build upon that fraternity. That's something that I, I think was disc- was a little bit of a disconnect. And I used to talk with Demarcus Walker about that when he would come back to the gym to train. I'm like, bro, you're a dope boy. You're a Seminole. You got to carry Only a Seminole can teach somebody how to be a Seminole. You have to carry yourself accordingly. I remember when we weren't handling ourselves accordingly to the standards. Now, this is coming off of, 2003, when we had a 10-win season, we were a field goal away from going to the National Championship game. We only lost two teams, Miami twice and Clemson. Man, them old heads came back and talked to us. And we didn't have enough of that. We only had that one time when we were doing bad. But those Miami teams that I had to play against from the same time, Ray Lewis, all these guys kept coming back to the practice. So imagine if you got at a summer workout, Peter Ward, Kesley, of course, all these guys coming in and just giving wisdom. Imagine yeah. these guys going in and breaking down film and showing you how to watch film from a pro perspective in college. Imagine us coming in and showing – like you may have guys, us telling them about the, 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 the good, the bad, and the ugly that we experienced when we were in college. That's something that builds upon – that's that's the thing that these other fans don't understand because their success is, is relative. Yeah. like. Well, we did at Florida. What we've done in Florida State since 1980 has been incredible. Nobody else has ever like. You'll never. The odds are high right now. If everything continues, then my son will not know what it's like for FSU to not play in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. I've never been al- I haven't been alive since FSU didn't play in the bowl game. And if Willie Taggart can do this and keep doing it to that level, bringing back the old heads, it back the tradition. I mean, listen, I I wasn't even around when they had the Spirit spirit, or whatever the hell that
0: thing is called. <laughs> now they, they're bringing uh, the it. Energy. Yeah, and now they're, they're bringing back. about this which is which that's, is great. Which is given a lot of I think it's good. Yeah, and, and and Taggart knows how to how to get his, his I guess you could say older fan. But he, he knew about it. That's what he watched. He was a fan. Uh he was a big fan that's of the Florida State.
1: Difference. That's the that's the difference. And that's, and what, a lot that's of them why are. I think he'll be successful. Is yeah. that he's a he's a fan and he'll embrace the traditions that make everything better. I mean make every hopefully make Just, everything better. But again, I mean I got hyped up
0: at practice, and it's practice. I, I know that was like get, a. Get. It was like we were both at a club, like you said, the music. I thought I was at recess, the club over here. Um, yeah. In College Town, I thought you know just the whole bringing out the speakers. Did you like it whenever the 11 on 11 was going on? And he brought, they brought the speaker right behind James Blackman, and they just started blasting the music. They turned it up even more, and it just started blasting, and it was just not tomorrow. Let's talk about the I mean, speed, I mean, the speed of the offense, which was unbelievable. I clocked 16 seconds on my phone between one play, and that was a pass to D.J. Matthews for a touchdown. I mean, it was just it's, – it's like watching – I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just too – something we have never seen in Garnet and Gold go so fast. It was.
1: Nah, well, we, we've seen it.
0: It's, like I told
1: one person, it's, the spread was invented at it, Fisher.
0: Like yeah. people forget
1: that. Charlie Ward and those boys ran the spread. That's all it was. Yeah. But what we it do I mean, the thing is just we haven't had and even Ken's kinda of co signed on this. They had the system and the players adapted to it. They didn't have the talent on the field that, that they had back then. Those guys ended up becoming great. But like some of these guys these young guys are, are really, really adept to running the spread and most high schools have run it. So I think the beauty of it is if they can catch, if especially if he can catch them in the wrong set, catch a defense, and, a, and we can find a weakness, and you keep that pace up, they can't substitute. Once yeah. you find the duck, once you find the duck, you keep exploiting it. So what happens is mentally that gets very difficult. Like if you're you're that third, just you're that third corner. Let's just say it's Keith Gavin. Let's say Keith Gavin is the number the number three wide receiver. Keith Gavin is what 6'4", 225 pounds, probably runs sub four five at least. Uh, maybe four, four, whatever, mm-hmm. and he's he just beat you, and it was just on a fifteen yard slant. But now we know that you're we've located that you're the weakness, and you got to keep getting attacked all the way down the field, and you ain't got no time for the coach to coach you up or get you in the right. We can't get you out of there. Oh man, it's, it, it could be bad, or we finally got you spread out, and then now we're we're pounding the ball, pounding the ball. It's just kind of it's those things that will show. Up against it, 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 Once we get our confidence, it'll be great, but you'll see defenses start to fold that aren't deep. Now, where it comes into, and what I really want to see it be successful is against the University of Miami, who's in a situation where they only have like five scholarship defensive tackles, maybe less than that. So what happens is, is let's say that D-tackle can't keep it up, can't keep it up, can't keep up with the pace, the condition, and they start cramping. Now you have to put in a subpar guy, or you have to put in a smaller guy, and now you got now you can really be a bully and he still has the, the the capacity to run a three and four minute offense in that. It's just about getting guys, it's just about creating mismatches on the field and using your speed.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh it's going to be speedy too. They he's recruiting some speedsters. I mean, I I I'm wondering I want to kind of go toward talk about the quarterbacks, which just a short little thing about the quarterback yeah. situation and talk about the difference because uh, all three quarterbacks threw while we were there uh, the first day. The second day, uh, the second practice I was there, DeAndre had a, a really significant limp, and he didn't throw with – I mean, he was sitting there throwing the George Campbell, who's also um, off right now um, in rehab. Yeah. Um, but just, just the whole – race that's going on right now um I thought James Blackman looked smooth the first day um but Deandre also looked slightly smooth too i don't i think Hawkman's it's i just don't think there's a huge massive race at the moment I think there's one healthy quarterback that Taggart likes and then there's one that's still trying to figure out the playbook and then there's one that's trying to figure out the playbook and try to get his knee and leg figured out. I don't know how you feel about Blackman and what you've seen so far, but I thought his first day looked smooth um, and his long balls to DJ Matthews and to Terry um, were were on point. That's one of his best features is his long balls right into the hands. Oh,
1: my bad. No, you're, yeah, no, yeah. you're, you're yeah, good. Um, his, um, his thing, hold on, yeah. Um, one of the biggest things about, one, all three quarterbacks can fit into this system. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're really thinking about it, like he's seen them all. DeAndre the, the Francois um, is much like his quarterback, um, Quintez Flowers at South Florida.
0: Mm-hmm. A little bit
1: stockier mm-hmm. build. Um, you can do a lot more RPO with him. Uh, Blackman is a lot more like his, the quarterback that he had that was healthy at, when he was healthy at, at Oregon. Um, very much so a cannon big, tall, can throw the ball down the field. Now, what I like, what, what I'm seeing with Blackman is the leadership in which guys in which guys are adapting to him, which is one of the biggest things that's going to have to happen. Frenchy Frenchie has some things that, some choices that he made that he's going to have to show through his work ethic, which I think he's doing a good job of, and to prove that he can win the locker room. Some things are bigger than just, oh, I made play. Um, or I, I was a starter. When I was a starter, we won ten games and things like that. Some things are bigger than that. What, what I see with Blackman is a command presence, and you're gonna have to come take the. You're gonna have to take that from yeah. like him. What I like about Slim Reaper is Slim Reaper a dog, man. And I saw that when he was playing games. Mm-hmm. I believe he just had. I believe they put too much on him last year, and they could have probably been. They could have FSU was a, at least a nine win team last year. Maybe even ten. There's just too much in key oper- key moments. You don't put a true freshman in those situations. Now, not when you have the running game is going the way it's going. But I think James Blackman can is is, a, is runs well enough. and Will probably get down, especially hopefully he gains a little bit more weight. He still. I told people he looks skinnier in the pictures than he does in real life. To me, I, I thought he
0: gained he was, a little. I thought he looked yeah, a little like, bit bigger. I saw, I, I, saw a
1: pic- I saw a picture, I saw a picture, I'm like, man, he looked like a praying mantis. <laughs> but
0: when I saw him in real
1: life, when I saw him in real life, I'm like, first thing I told him on my pro day, I was like, man, you look like you gained some weight. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I gained some weight. And I was like, that's good. Those legs um, are I'm always like,
0: going to look that way, I feel like. Those legs are always going to look that way.
1: But the one person he reminds me of is Adrian McPherson.
0: Mm-hmm. I liked
1: Adrian McPherson. He got in trouble, obviously, couldn't finish his career at FSU. But threw a great deep ball, threw a very, threw a very catchable ball. And that's the and, and made decisions fast. The thing about this offense is who's gonna be able to understand it and get a grasp of it and make quick decisions. Because the quick decisions are just as important as running the of te- tempo. So you get that ball, you can get rid of that thing in less than five seconds. Then boom, you're you're jogging up to where you're at and you're able to run the play again. That keeps the defense on its toes. But I think James, I think when it's all said and done, James Blackman will be the quarterback. I think Bailey Hockman's got a when I watched him that first day, yeah. it was just some things that he wasn't able to connect on. Also, just it's tough when you're a lefty. When everybody's used to being – used to um, a right-handed quarterback, and then all of a sudden you put a lefty out there, it clearly changes the whole dynamic. I know some people say they don't understand that, but it is. It's the other deal. thing I think is going to make Frenchy struggle too when it, when he it gets fully healthy, well, two things, is the trajectory of the ball when a – Slim Reaper um, James Blackman is so tall that the ball comes out at a completely different angle. So when with DeAndre Francois is a little bit shorter, almost, I mean he's about six one, six two, I guess, his mm-hmm. ball is coming up, whereas Blackman's ball is going to come down at you, or it's going to be even with you because he doesn't, it doesn't have, he doesn't have to gun it up. No in arch. Air. yeah, he doesn't not. Doesn't put much arc on it, so which just, which makes it eat, one of those you got to get used to catching.
0: Mm-hmm. Wide receivers
1: going to be catching the ball from a six five quarterback all spring and most of the summer. The other thing is, is from what I do for a day to day and training athletes is that knee injury is not your traditional knee injury.
0: Francois got a hard one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not ACL. He literally messed up the thing that controls his whole knee. So yeah. I don't know how I don't I mean I hope he's able to come back full strength. I just don't see it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a a hard recovery. I had an ACL tear, and nowadays they just pin you up, and you get about, what, six months recovery if you do it hard enough and you're back and you're good to go. But this this rehab is not easy. Another reason why I saw the second practice, he was limping really hard. That's why I'm wondering why he was throwing the first day, and then second day he was just opted out, standing over there, just throwing to George Campbell and dancing around. I didn't understand what what might have happened if he might have – really wanted to throw the first day, and he was like, man, I, I don't know if I can do the second day. But it, it's a they probably hard rehab. Wanted
1: to test it out. They probably wanted to test it out, see where he was at.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm
1: sure he'll throw. It'll be some practices where he'll go in there and get some more reps. Mm-hmm. But it's just, um like, I mean, I, I just don't see, you know, see him beating him out.
0: You know, you talked about earlier, too, about Willie Taggart opening up the practice to the public and how it can come with downfalls and stuff, and it's kind of dangerous at times. Where were we at, like, one hour, hour and a half into practice, and I was on the side where nooney were was just slipped, and he was just sitting there holding his knee, and the whole you know crowd around me was just quiet as you know, could hear a pin drop. And those are like the downfalls that you see. And it was I, I think he'll have a good recovery. He look he's that's one of the guys that I came coming into the spring that I was really excited for. I was hearing really good things from him. I was hearing that he was, Putting in a lot of work, his work ethic had gone yeah. up. I know him and Jimbo did not have a great relationship, so it seemed like him and his teammates were getting along, and he was putting a lot of work. He was him and James Blackman had been throwing a lot over the past couple of weeks before spring practice had started. That's what I've heard and uh, saw, but I, I think he'll have a good recovery, um, and I think he's. One of the cats, him and DJ Matthews could be a silly combo going forward into um fall practice. I mean that those are two guys that could be silly dangerous. I mean Nooney can move too. He can he can uh he could uh break some ankles too. So him and him and DJ, I mean DJ is just fun to watch. I mean he's just entertainment. Right. Get your popcorn out, let's let's watch a movie. Um it's you just know I think
1: Noone I think Nooney's gonna be especially if he recovers from this knee injury, it's not that bad. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, let me rephrase that. I ain't never had it before, but I've seen guys recover from that pretty relatively quickly. Yeah, um, he's yeah. A, he's a true number one. Um, he's going to be the threat. DJ would be the guy that's being ex- that's exciting. Like that will um,
0: that and just re-
1: that defensive coordinators are going to be like, you know what? I we got to figure out where this guy's going to be. Like <laughs> he, he may be a, a yeah. six hundred, a six seven hundred yard receiver with about two hundred and fifty yards rushing. I mean, what he could do with a jet sweep.
0: Yeah, that's what, I one, that's what I was just thinking. I saw what I thinking. this play
1: from Oregon. That was, man, that was sexy. <laughs> it was um, the power, oh, I guess, they had the three backs.
0: Mm-hmm. They,
1: um, they faked the motion, faked the jet sweep.
0: Mm-hmm. It was essentially
1: a counter-tray. So they faked the jet sweep, and then they gave it to the running back. The two other backs um, on the left side, they lead blocked, and you still had the quarterback that they had to be accountable for. But I'm just imagining, like, if a, if we run that play, and the linebackers don't respect the jet sweep and then we run that thing again. Oh man, you're talking about a house call. Night night. Which I mean, which is what you want. It's just it's so it's so simple, but as the man said, it's lethal.
0: Exactly. When I when I was standing outside watching the practice whenever they were doing the or kick return or punt return, whatever you want to call it, whenever they're doing the drill, um, when DJ Matthews caught the ball and was just breaking ankles, uh, is that the Every one time,
1: that
0: was on Twitter. Uh, yeah, there was a couple that I think that was the second day, but the first day he was doing it too. But the yeah, whole, yeah. the whole, the whole sidelines like that wasn't our punt returner. The first day, that wasn't that wasn't Florida State's punt return. Tavares McFadden was a punt returner over yeah, DJ Matthews. <laughs> that that, seven that, seven that yeah, was I'm like the whole like the whole face palm. Like what was going on? What was happening? Like I mean, woo, that you know, that's that's something. Tough, but he has, he'll have this season to start and have a chance to really make some moves. That's I that's like sports- these wide
1: receivers, man, and even the young guys. I mean, I, I like um. I, I hope Keith Gavin takes that step. I like Terry. Um, hopefully Nooney recovers. Um, mm-hmm. if George Campbell can ever get healthy, I mean, it's who knows what he can do?
0: But speed. what I
1: really want to see is I want to see um. Uh, was it uh the young man from Seattle, Washington? Was it
0: Trey Sean? Yeah, Sean um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I want to see him. But the guy who I've been hiring on since his coach gave me his highlight film, the kid Jordan Young. Jordan Young is a dog, man. I want to see him in this system. Um, you know, it, it, it's some guys. You don't have to have, you don't gotta have twelve receivers in the system. You just need to have four really good ones. And I think, I think we'll be able to look, throw out four really really good ones. And I mean, people call me biased, and I probably am. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I was, I'm, my, seg was backs. Yeah. my seg was running backs. My seg was running backs. We got three good running backs. You gotta get, you gotta get Rasul on the field. You gotta get Labor on, the field. gotta get Acres, and Patrick. Those are four guys. You got to figure out some way to get those guys on the field. Labor and Rasul and Acres are great, are great wide receivers. Uh, with um, running backs, that have good hands and that can make some things happen. So I mean, I ain't worried about the lack of depth at wide receiver because we're so deep at running back that we can overcom we can overcompensate for
0: that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I was also watching um, Amari Gaynor. So Amari Gaynor came here uh, from Tallahassee, went to Child's Football. I actually played with him my s- junior and senior year uh, at Charles High School. Um, and immediately his freshman year, he played JV, but he was caught up to actually play uh, varsity as a running back, which was pretty funny for his tall, lanky self. But um, he came up immediately a dog, I mean, trash talking, you know, he would hit hard and, you know, people would like get, you know, mad that he was hitting hard, but I mean, it's, it's football practice. So that, that's what happens. So then I, it's so weird seeing him come on as, uh, in Garnet and Gold, although it's not too weird. Um, me and him have stayed, stayed connected, uh, since playing football together. And we did his commitment video, uh, at Noel game day. And I, I've just, I saw him go from getting third team reps to immediately getting second team reps the second day of the public practice, which I think is deserved. slash his coach likes him and slash he's he's already being uh, a verbal leader as a as a young dog. He's already being verbal. He's showing off in drills. he's putting in the full effort. Um, and it seems like he definitely knows what he's doing and where he needs to be. On that side of the ball, I think you got to have some young, hungry guys on defense too, um, coming like through spring, definitely coming in the fall. But you got to have some younger guys that are, you know, that buy in to what the coaches are, you know, talking about. Barnett's yelling at them, um, and they're they're willing to change it. Like Woodby too. Woodby's another guy that was showing out in the first I two like practices, him. right? I mean, mm-hmm. that, those are two guys that I think the youngins that have really. Put their put their name out there, um, which is not hard to do with those two. They they both have really good talent, um, and I, I'm excited for the young young guys on defense. I guess that's that was my main point of talking about that.
1: I mean, you gotta be able. You gotta let's be real. The linebacker position at Florida State has been um,
0: <laughs> lacking. Where um, at? Even, yeah.
1: I mean, even with Telvin and those guys here, I mean, Telvin did a very good job as undersized, but I mean, we haven't had that dude, that linebacker, in forever. Um, and what I saw Mark Gainer, I saw the opportunity and the ability to possibly be like Ernie. Um, Ernie Sims. And I think he's, especially when I saw him coming backside, pre, backside blitz, and what I like to see when a guy hits, hits somebody, it's like to see the next snapback. You know, maybe, maybe that's not politically correct in the CTE era and all that other BS, but yeah. Bottom line is football is a violent sport. It I is. need linebackers. I need linebackers to play violently, and I like him, and I like the what's his name? I think it's Xavier, the, the no neck kid from Kentucky that was committed to and from Ohio that, that that um that's coming in. That everybody's saying may not be eligible. But I like their mm-hmm. highlights. Though. Yeah, I saw a lot. I saw a lot of violence, and that's what I need. From I need my defensive guys just violent. Yeah,
0: that's I what I want nice to do.
1: I don't need nice guys. Hey, you know Let me rephrase it. Be as nice a person off the field as possible. On the field, play with reckless abandon and total disregard for personal safety. Blow up everything. That's what I need, and, and that's what we haven't had. The linebacker position sets the tone. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be Marvin Jones-esque, but I want a Marvin Jones-type guy back there. I want somebody that's going to going to have a kill shot. I think um, the closest we've ever had was Nigel Bradham in recent, and he didn't really do it in college. He's been a better – him and Telvin have been better pros in my opinion, than they have than they necessarily were in college. It's not that they weren't good in college. It's just, again, what I was telling you in the beginning. If you think top five, every position at Florida State is some cats. It's about time we. It's about time we got somebody who we can say is on top five. But um, I also like Woodby. I like what Woodby brings um, to the table um, as a safety. And he, uh, he's doing a state. That defense is going to be. I, I think the defense should be ahead of the offense because we have ran a four two five. Uh, for years, that was Jimbo's system. The difference is, Jimbo found a defensive coordinator who he wanted to run the four-two-five. We got a defensive coordinator who's done nothing but no four-two-five. Like he's been at Michigan State forever, and that's essentially where it's been mastered at. I mean, Saban's brought it to different stops, but Barnett knows that thing through and through. And I think, I think these guys, I think especially the best thing for the young guys is new coaching staff, especially the early enrollees. Everybody again, like I said,
0: everybody's a freshman. Mm -hmm. Good job. Yep, exactly. I think one last person we can talk about um, who should have a stellar year and I just looked smooth as all you can get is uh, Levante Taylor. I mean, it's it could be just locked out. See, I don't know if we'll hear about him at all next season for a good reason, but I mean, it's it's he's just smooth. His he's been mental, uh, just. Straight on since he's came at Florida State, and I think this is the year where it just gets silly. And he could be used in a lot of ways too. But lockdown corner, interceptions. I think that's a lot on the plate coming for him this upcoming season. He looked smooth as all you all get out the past two practices I was at, and it, it's not going to be fair for a lot of wide receivers. I don't. I don't think you hear about a lot. A lot of the number one wide receivers coming uh, coming against him coming this fall for those teams. They're gonna have a, some a really really hard times. Him and Samuels are have a chance to really be locked down this upcoming season.
1: And I think um, what really was a disservice for the defense, and where I will give them some credit, was what we, what, you know knowing what you guys, but us fans in Jacksonville, we call it third and Charles Kelly, like third and forever. And we're just playing vanilla based defense. Ain't no more of that. It's all kind of unique blitzes that are coming. That's gonna make the. That's gonna make. The quarterback have to get rid of the ball faster, but with these guys being um, DBs and they're being in the man coverage, they got it. This should be good. I should I expect big things from Taylor. Taylor's footwork is impeccable, man. I like that kid. He's a student in the game, tremendous work ethic, great leader. Yeah, you know, I, I, I want, I want him to have a really. He's one of those guys you just like, man. He's got to be successful, man. I want, I want, I hope he does well enough. And then, well, I cover the jack so I can't. Hopefully he won't be around for the Jags, but I want him to be on the, I want him to be in the Jazz
0: <laughs> Exactly. Well, I know. I know we. This is the, this is going to be just a single pod right here. I, li- I like. I like talking like this. Just an easy conversation. Um, just things that we saw that we thought were important. The whole new vibe is something I think now everybody understands. The music, everybody having a good time. They only had one water break that I saw between like both right. practices. They only had one, and that's where they were dancing together, talking like. They were, I came on the same force, but it, they were all together, um, just hanging out, having a good time, and it's it's a whole different feel. Like I said, I've been to a, quite a few Jimbo Fisher practices, and I can't think about what it would be like if I were to go back to one after going to a Taggart practice. Like, I couldn't imagine not listening to music while watching them, you know, whatever. And it's fast. There's no resting. You drink a little bit of water, and then horn, you're going to your next station, to do your drills. That was my first time ever hearing
1: music in a practice. Yeah. I was like, now I'm like, it'd be weird to not have music at practice.
0: Exactly. So that's what I, I couldn't imagine. Like I would fall asleep now, just probably thinking about it, of going to a Jimbo Fisher practice and it just being so, so dull. And now it's just tag. It's a whole different feel. And it's Tallahassee's excited. Uh, My dad, you know, you saw him. He's, he went to both practices. I mean, he's he's got work and all that, but he was like, all right, I'm going to the second practice. Don't tell your stepmom that, but I'm going to be there the whole entire time. So, you know, all the dads are out there. Um, and it's like young, middle-aged, older, you know, so it's it's bringing them back, and I, I think it's an exciting time in Tallahassee. It's an exciting time for FSU fans. Sadly, we got a lot of months to go until Virginia Tech on Labor Day night. But it's gonna that spring game will be really entertaining. I know you'll be there, right? Oh yeah, I'll be at the spring game. Anybody, any formal Noels you know that are coming so far?
1: Tons.
0: It's Tons. gonna be like a
1: damn. It's gonna be like a Noel family reunion, man. That's the crazy thing. Ain't none of us. Ain't none of us. I mean, like, hey, man, if I get over Tyler, Harris, I get over Tyler. Right. Now it's like everybody's like, hey, you not who not going to the spring yeah. game? Yeah. Like, we all are excited about it. We all want to see. Tiger, and then the craziest thing is the one thing that i, I mean i'm sh- we would have done this if we're asked for jimbo
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i don't know if he asked everybody that's not, neither here nor there we've all volunteered to say we're willing to do whatever it takes to make sure it will attack successful
0: that's yeah. us volunteering our time information yep yeah, it is but i'll go ahead and end it here i i could talk on i mean you probably could um but I'm glad I'm glad we met up and we we're able to come up come on here the spear and talk a little bit of Knowles football. I know there will be a lot more to talk about. Hopefully, some more public practices will be open, um, and we can get back on here and give some more insight on a few things. Um, and I, I I'm I'm excited to cover this upcoming spring and the rest of it. And I, I'm I'm glad I got to bring you on, man.
1: Hey, man, anytime man, you got my number, anytime you want me on, man, i love to
0: help guys out. Most definitely, brother. I will uh, talk to you later. And uh, thanks for listening to Hear the Spear. You can find the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or any of your podcast favorites. Um, there's a lot out there. If you want to give us a five-star, that would be awesome. Leave us a review. Tell us what you like, what you uh, would like, to, like us to talk about in any way. Um, But look forward to talking to you guys next time on Hear the Spear. Thanks for listening.